Welcome to Fresh Off The Grill Podcast. We're your two devilishly handsome hosts, Rob and Gabe. Had a lot going on in the world of MMA this week, so let's get right on it. Lots of big news. First and foremost, we have the whole Conor McGregor debacle. Conor McRaper. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Most likely. 95. So I listened to Chael Sonnen's podcast or YouTube thing. Basically, he was saying that the way that Ireland handles their criminal cases, especially those involving sexual assault, tend to be different, where they don't let it come out until after there's a trial and everything's said and done. Yeah. Until, like, charges and stuff are actually brought up. And the trial actually starts and maybe even finishes. Michael, as far as nothing is released until then, but... This got leaked out. I've heard talks about this for a while now, about the uh, whole sexual misconduct, sexual harassment, possible raping in a hotel in Ireland. So, I mean, not too good news for him. And the first thing that you think of is, does this have anything to do with why he retired? I don't think so, no, because he's retired before. It's just a ploy for money. He is the Mayweather of MMA. Mayweather retired actually maybe even four to five times each time came back with a bigger deal, more money. Now, I would say that I'm with you there, but this, even though it's like, it seems like it's unofficial because it's on Twitter, but when you say something like that, as soon as they take you out of the testing pool, you'd have to go, uh, go through the whole thing again in order to fight again. Yeah, you need to be in the testing pool for six months before you can actually get to fight again. That last time that he did it, Dana White straight up said, no, 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 he's still in the USADA testing pool. Yeah, I haven't heard that he's actually withdrawn from it yet. No. Nothing about that has come out. But Dana hasn't hasn't said anything. He knows that. As soon as he gets pulled out of the pool, though, it's a real pain in the ass. Yeah. There's at least a a time frame where it takes for him to get back Mm -hmm. into it. Yeah, he's still suspended now anyway, so I think the soonest he could fight might be the summer. Now, an interesting tidbit that Chael also brought up about this is there's a possibility that he retired, and we're going to take his word for it, which is probably pretty shitty considering it's Conor McGregor, but if he possibly retired just so he's not attached to UFC and giving UFC a bad name while all this sexual assault nonsense is going around. I mean, that's entirely possible because, I mean, in similar note, Tony Ferguson, the former interim champ, now has a restraining order against him placed by his wife because he's exhibiting some weird emotions and feelings now. He's, like, flipping out. He thought she was an alien or some shit like that. So clear signs of CTE. That's what I think. I mean, people all talk about how safe MMA is compared to boxing and football. That's really only because MMA is a relatively new sport. There's not a lot of testing on the long-term effect of the sport on their fighters. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you get hit in the head. It's not a safe sport. Now, I'm going to say that you're not doing it from a very young age, most of the fighters. So at least they have that going for them. And boxers, I feel like they're going to get hit in the head much more as well. Yeah, they do. Football players, you're doing that from, once again, you're doing that from a very young age. And you can hit much, much harder because you have the pads in place. Or at least you think you can. Right. So you're pushing those limits even more. Now with all the concussion protocol and football, basically we're, we're seeing the after effects of the whole CTE crisis. Yeah. In all physical sports. Even soccer. Even soccer. I don't even yeah. know. Yeah, because of the, the amount of pressure that it takes on your head when you head the ball is actually quite a bit. There's some soccer players showing signs of CTE because they do get concussions from that. 
A lot of it undocumented or slight concussions, but yeah, even soccer has stuff like that. The other story, Misha, show us your tits taint. Oh, yeah. Has leaked some photos that you may or may not want to look up for research. You do. Scientific purposes only. Do you know the website offhand? <sighs> I'm sure you could find it on the fappening. Just, just, just Google it. Yeah. Some of them don't look like it's her. I've, it's I've, I've researched them quite a bit myself. Questionable angles at some of them, and then, you know, is it her? Isn't it her? The, the full-on frontal, you can tell it's her because it has her face and everything. That's her, and then there's one with her on a couch, and her panties are kind of pulled to the side. Oh, yeah. That's her, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, don't look those up. So if there's any scientists out there and you're writing a research paper on Misha Tate being naked. Yeah. Don't look those up because that'd yeah. be wrong. So don't do that. Something I noticed on this most recent card that we just watched, I noticed that the fighters are now asked who they're calling out for their next fight. What's the deal with that? They've been doing that for a while. I think it's just a thing to get fighters more vocal and maybe get the people more involved and have some stake in it kind of like the whole wrestling spiel i don't well i don't like it because it doesn't seem as natural no don't ask them who they're gonna call it if they so choose to call out a fighter in their post-fight speech let them chill son and i'm gonna bring up again where the whole anderson silva absolutely sucks that was such a big moment in calling out as far as because he was one of the major proponents of it early on yeah. And he was one of the best shit talkers in MMA for a long time. Another reason why this is so weird for me, the fighters calling out other fighters, is you usually call out the champion. There's really no other reason for another fighter to get called out by name unless you have bad blood with that fighter. Now it seems like it's just little squabbles that they're just getting into. It's all based on the make-believe rankings that literally mean nothing because you have number fives getting title shots, number ones getting snubbed for title shots. On this card, somebody called out Cerrone for getting pushed ahead of him, even though he's higher on the rankings than him. That was Th Justin Gaethje. This is pretty prevalent in the sport already. Dana White's basically always made the fight that's going to make money, not the fight that makes sense based upon who's climbing what ladders. Yeah, sometimes the fight that makes sense is the fight that makes money, though. Like, they whiffed on Tony Ferguson and whatever he's going through now. He is the number one contender. But because of that, it's going to be either Max Holloway or Dustin Poirier, whoever but, wins that fight. But the fights that they make sometimes don't make any sense. This Brock Lesnar or DC fight, that doesn't make much sense Yeah, at that all. makes absolutely no sense. That's purely a money fight because they feel DC is owed it before he retires. Which he should have retired last month if he held to his word. Wanted to retire on his 40th birthday, which is last month. But he's just taking a gimme fight instead. Yeah, definitely There's... what he thinks is a gimme fight, which it should be. I mean, he's a better striker, he's a better wrestler. The only thing he isn't is bigger and older. Yeah, and Brock's looked really sloppy his last fights in the UFC. Well, he's looked really sloppy in all of his fights, to be honest. Shane Carwin. Shane Carwin, too, but Shane Carwin gassed out in that fight. Basically, the only thing Brock has going for him besides he's a he's he was a good collegiate wrestler, but besides that, he's big and strong and has lunchboxes for hands. Yeah, he's a gigantic freak athlete. So that's basically what he's got going for him. But anyway, is this a fight night? Yeah, UFC on ESPN two. Gaethje versus Barbosa. So we got a couple of Nigerians on this card straight away. First fight of the night was Sadiq Youssef versus Shaman Marais. Sadiq Yusuf won that one by unanimous decision. He had some good combos in there. He got the only uh, drop yep. in the fight. Um, Third round, yep. So he goes on to win by decision. 
I mean, pretty self-explanatory there. He looked really good in Dana White's Contender Series and um, his last fight in the UFC. This fight, he didn't look bad, but it just wasn't a very eventful fight. Shaman Rice is a good fighter. He's tough to look good against. They stood and traded a bit. And then we have light heavyweight Paul Craig defeating Kennedy. Not even going to try that one again. Not going to look stupid. The other Nigerian fighter. We're, yeah. we're just going to go by Kennedy. He escapes an early submission attempt. Then he gives the old John Jones treatment by giving a pawing jab into Craig's eye. He ends up cutting his like eyelid on the second pawing jab. Yeah. So when it's looking pretty bad for him, Kennedy getting taken out by the triangle in the third round. Late in the third, too. Late in the third by Craig. And this was after he had a point taken away because he was constantly grabbing and reaching over the fence, eye poking. They, I mean, I would say it was for the eye poking. After I'm, he cut his eyelid, they took a point. I'm almost going to say it was a culmination of things. I mean, you could even see how he could have had more points taken away or a point taken away sooner. He, he was being uh, sloppy pretty much all around there. Pretty much just stupid newbie fouls that he was getting hit with. Right. And while the Nigerians are the new up-and-coming fighters, there's going to be a slight learning curve, so it's kind of par for course right now. Up next, we have in the women's strawweight, Michelle Watterson defeating Karolina Kavlkevich by unanimous decision. The karate hottie looked good. Yeah, she's looked good a couple fights in a row now. This is a very technical fight for her. Yeah, she's calling for a title shot, which she could get. I mean, the strawweight division, there's not many contenders right now. I'm not really familiar with her, and straight away I noticed her kicks really nice, uh, crisp. She throws them with excellent technique. She's got a little bit of judo in there. And she took down Carolina, who has an 87% takedown defense rate twice so it was pretty impressive and she did it with a head and arm throw that's a throw a lot of women use it's not really effective in the men's fighting i think she did uh, the first one was with a hip toss i believe just looks spectacular all around and she fought pretty well too <laughs> i see what you did there and now starts the streak of finishes we have josh emmett defeating michael johnson by ko punch at four minutes and 14 seconds of round three this was a fight I would say he was definitely losing. This was a bit of a until, snooze fest in the, uh, yeah. earlier on, but also one of the cleanest knockouts I've seen in a long time. Yeah, he was out as soon as he hit him. He hit the ground stiff, just completely out. Like a board laid out. He didn't uh, Dan Henderson on the ground no. anyway. Very respectful guy. Just good sportsmanship all around. Yeah, he was, he was throwing that right hand all night. And Johnson, for the most part, up until that last one hit him, he saw him coming, didn't take many punches. He started getting hit in the third, and that's what led to that huge overhand right taking him out. And the next fight, we got Jack Hermanson defeating David Branch by an arming guillotine choke at 49 seconds of round one. I found this one to be probably one of the most surprising wins on the card based on how he did it and who he did it to. David Branch is a legit jiu-jitsu black belt. He never puts himself in bad positions like that, but Hermanson had that locked up and did not let go, and he was forced to tap pretty early into the fight. Yeah, and when they were on their feet, I didn't see it. See Hermanson getting it. He kept on ducking in, and I swore that he was going to eat an uppercut, but luckily he took him out quick. Yeah, he has some bad tendencies. He'll work on that. He, he has this thing where he ducks his head down, and it's like, you're going to eat a punch really soon doing that. Yeah, the contestants of our next fight, Justin Gaethje defeating Edson Barbosa by KO punch at 2 minutes and 30 seconds of round one. Justin Gaethje did a similar thing to where he covers up, 
he kind of just gets like an old school boxing triangle defense and allows uppercut straight up the middle. He didn't do that that fight. You can tell he's definitely evolving. Straight away, Justin Gaethje he hurts him in the opening exchange, and he ends up taking him, him a little bit, and then right in the second big exchange, he ends up hitting him right on the button and uh, giving him a knockout. It didn't even look like that hard of a punch. It was just a perfect place. Knocked him out stiff again. That's three main events in a row where someone has put someone out just so cleanly and violently. I mean, from the first two exchanges, from him getting dazed to then Gaethje knocking him out, it was only a couple minutes maybe between between yeah. the two exchanges. Yeah, about. Good on him. He didn't gas out or go in for the kill when he shouldn't have. He played it smart. That's another thing I noticed about him this fight. The old Justin Gaethje would have ran in reckless abandon as soon as he heard him just non-stop throwing. But you could tell he was patient and measured and really picked his shots on this. I'm a huge Justin Gaethje fan. I have been since I saw him fight in WSOF. Very good fighter. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm a fan just because he has a lame tattoo across his back. Yeah, that's the thing that needs to <laughs> die, getting your last name tattooed on your shoulder blades. That should have died in the 90s with tramp stamps. Yeah. Pretty much you're, you're about as cool as if you get that, as if you get barbed wire around your biceps. Yeah, I don't think anyone does that anymore. No. So don't it's, do this. It's lame as fuck. Don't do this stupid with that card being done we don't have a ufc this week coming up but we do have a couple of big fight announcements first up with conor mcgregor not wanting to fight in the co-main event we now have ally aquinta versus cowboy cerrone instead of cowboy versus conor which dana and the ufc were trying to do but conor refuses to fight in a co-main unless he has shares in the company as, as much as i don't like cerrone as a person he's an entertaining fighter he's always in spectacular fights so obviously we're looking to a great match right here yeah this is gonna be a big big fight I'm pretty sure this is the main event of a USC on ESPN Plus card. And we also have Kevin Lee moving up to 170 to take on Rafael Dos Anjos. That's also going to be a main event on a UFC on ESPN Plus. And this I don't really see as him fighting at 170 more as I do two lightweights not cutting weight and fighting, if that makes any sense. The real big announcement for fights is for UFC 239 basically the whole main card is set opening bout we have a fight I actually don't like only because I think the UFC whiffed on making Jorge Masvidal versus Leon Edwards instead we get Jorge Masvidal versus Ben Askren which eh. it could be a good fight but I see Ben Askren just doing what he does taking him down. I'd rather see Jorge versus Leon Edwards. I'd also rather see a Robbie Lawler, Ben Askren rematch. He's fighting Tyron Woodley next. Robbie Lawler is. Yep, again, Tyron Woodley and Robbie Lawler too. <laughs> so is this a loser, a loser match? Yeah, I mean, that's what they typically try to do, two losers coming off fighting each other. You typically don't want to put a winner up against a loser unless it's a high-ranking big name. But that's going to be the main event on the next ESPN card. Big ESPN. Uh, I'm more interested in that fight, to be honest, than the Askren one. Could be a good fight, don't get me wrong, but I think they just missed the boat on I think there's no way that they don't have Askren and Lawler face off again. I know that Askren's not begging for it, and he doesn't want to do it. No, he likes Robbie Lawler. But they, they, no, they got to give it to Lawler. You can't have that kind of loss on your record. It's, it was two down to the wire. I know Herb Dean did the best he could in the moment. 
but that was too controversial of a stoppage to not uh, have us see them face off each, uh, again. I think they'll end up fighting again, if not this next fight, the fight after that. I mean, it, there's only so many big fights they can take. Here's hoping. And the next fight on that card, we have Luke Rockhold jumping up to light heavyweight to fight Jan Blakowicz. Not much to say here. Don't like Luke Rockhold, whatever. And then this is a big fight. Pun intended. We have Junior Dos Santos taking on Francis Ngannou. This is a fight they tried to make before, but I believe Junior Dos Santos may have gotten tagged for a tainted supplement case by USADA, and he was suspended for a year, so that fight never happened. This is going to be potentially a very good fight. So, I mean, that's a big fight in the heavyweight division. No doubt whoever wins that one is probably getting the next title shot, I would say. And then we have... Amanda Nunez versus Holly Holm for the 135-pound belt. I'm assuming 135-pound belt, but Amanda Nunez does have 145, and we've seen Holly at 145 before. But I'm pretty sure it's the 135 belt. Nunez is holding the 135 belt right now. And 145. Right. The division that they just made basically for Cyborg, and then she lost it. Yeah. Do they just give Holm whoever? Because yeah. I feel like she just gets all the title shots. Who else is in the 135 division right now that's even competing for it? Honestly, I can't think of anyone else that's in contendership right now. For 135? Because no. I can't. They don't have that many high-profile women's 135 fights. Right. Or at least they haven't in a while. I feel like it really... I don't want to say it dipped off after Ronda Rousey, but yeah, kind of. Well, it kind of did because it was more of a level playing field. Oh, what? When she was just going around arm barring everybody? No, I meant like the contenders that she had coming up were all relatively same level skill. Lunch ladies. Yeah, throwing those sloppy joes around. I know how you kids like them sloppy. And for the main event, we have John Jones taking on Tiago Santos. Okay, so anything John Jones, you know that we're going to be all on. That's a good fight. Tiago Santos does have a puncher's chance, but... I mean, I don't want to go too into it now with the fight still being so far away, but I really don't see how John Jones can be anything besides a massive favorite in that fight. Yeah, he does have the tendency to fuck up right before fights, though. Yeah. We've all been through this. Hopefully it happens. Yeah, hopefully... Finger Fingers crossed. Hopefully that fight stays intact. So those are it for the uh, big fight announcements this week. I mean, with the UFC not happening this week, we'll go into Holloway versus Poirier on next week's episode. All right. <clears throat> and uh, this week we're bringing in a new segment. It's tied into last week, Gabe's finding misconnections. This is me finding something funny on a Reddit thread called Today I Fucked Up. Do you want the title of this one or you want me to just get right into it? Uh, your, whatever your heart's content. Okay, I'm going to give you the title. Putting things in your asshole while drunk. <laughs> Starting off good? Uh, I mean, I, I don't personally like it, but yes. Well, I mean, it's a good title. It's got no, it's hooked. a great title. Okay. But I can't relate. Yeah. I like to do it sober. Okay, there we go. So a few of my friends and I got drunk last night. We had this weird urge to do challenges when we get shit-faced. There was this pump, the one you use to pump the wheels on a bike, but stronger. We joked all night that somebody's gonna put that in their asshole, then it turned to reality. We played rock, paper, scissors, and the tournament winner who beats everybody gets the prize of putting their pump in their ass. Just to make some things clear, they just needed to slightly put it in their ass, and that's it. So let's call my lucky friend that got the chance to shove the pump up his ass, Jack. 
Jack put the plastic pump slightly in his rectum and yelled, somebody let some air out. Here's the thing with that. When you let air through your rectum, it kind of pushes your organs. One of my friends went to Jack and pumped the air twice. After the second pump, a big nasty vein on Jack's forehead showed up. Jack passed out immediately. He came to his senses, but before he could say anything, I yelled, do it again. They pumped one more blow of air into Jack, and the poor dude sharded all over that place. After that, we didn't use the pump anymore. Now, I got a little worried because I have heard of a story, I believe it happened in Japan, where they shoved an air compressor, like an industrial strength one, up someone's ass and they actually died from it. Jesus Christ. Because that's a game in either Japan or maybe it's Korea where you shove things in people's asses and it's like a fun game. Oh, Bunga Bunga. <laughs> sure. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. But like in Korea, they actually have statues like dedicated to this. So they did it in this whatever, maybe we'll say it was a car factory. And someone actually died from it because it like, I think it punctured a hole in their like sphincter or in their rectum. Well, yeah, as you see, the air has to go somewhere. Right. And obviously, Kenny versus Spenny comes to mind. Oh, they're trying to make themselves fart with the bunker pump? Yes. Marshall's a big fan of this episode. Yeah, he just wanted to stick that thing up his asshole. It's yeah. It's fine. But, mildly gay definitely i mean i was just confused in the story that the winner got to shove it up their ass right you would think it'd be the loser yeah it's, i don't find it to be a prize to shove a bike pump up your asshole must be pretty powerful to like get the vein in his head going yeah that must have been quite the sight but i mean definitely the sharding what else did you think would happen you know when you have to poop and then you fart and it smells really bad yeah because it's getting like it's filtered. It's got that doo-doo filter. It's got that filter through the shit. Yeah. You're just basically doing that in reverse. And the air has got to come out somewhere. So basically you're just putting a huge fart to push out all that shit. Backing that booty up. Such a shame. Well, that does it for this week's episode. <laughs> Not to end on a shitty note. <laughs> but uh, yeah, looking forward, we're gonna, you know... Hopefully start getting some guests. Some We're doing um, some moving and shaking. We've been getting... We got our mixer... Uh, we're gonna get some more microphones possibly and we're gonna get more uh, XLR cables and stuff a lot of boring technical things yeah. but this is uh we're taking the next step so that we can have guests and we can have our friends on the show so pretty soon we're gonna get, be getting some cool guests uh, we don't want to drop any names yet hopefully some local Massachusetts historic MMA fighters right we, we got some of the connections possibly Pump, aka Rob's brother uh, who fought for the amateur heavyweight championship in Massachusetts. We'll get him on maybe as one of our first ones to feel out how we're going to do guests. The diabetic Debo. <laughs> the diabetic Debo. And then we'll probably end up going from there. So until next week, give us a like, subscribe, rate and review on iTunes, all that jazz. Yep. You can find us on Facebook at Fresh Off The Grill. You can find us on Anchor FM slash Fresh Off The Grill as well download the app leave us a viewer voicemail if you feel like you please and we'll play it on the show so until next time guys have a good one adios see ya mama say that happiness is from magic rays of sunshine that come down when you're feeling blue mama's right <laughs>
problem, my heart. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the fuck he wants.